you want to count down? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Okay, go for it. Do In it. You're the counter downer. Three, two, <laughs> one. watching my vocals on audacity and it's just like a fucking richter scale it's just like, from all the laughter same, same, oh, same. oh okay <clears throat> i have a pitch that we should do a custom unique theme song for the peony mm Yes. And since you are exploring, you know, your uh, sound engineering side, your music engineering side, uh-huh, I uh-huh. thought I would perhaps propose some lyrics, perhaps a little melody yeah, yeah, for you yeah. to then, you know, apply your magic to. So let me know what you think. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to the peony, the peony, the peony. Welcome to the peony, where all the ding dongs play. <laughs> Welcome to the peony, where we play all day. <laughs> the peony podcast. The peony podcast. <laughs> gentle, gentle air horn. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think? I'll keep, I can keep workshopping it too. Uh, I'm obsessed with you. Oh my god. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Oh my god. Drop a sticky, sticky fat beat on that fucker. I'm gonna need a beatboxer. Call Char- Charles Otto Poop. <laughs> That's his full name. I like calling celebrities by their full names because Wait, I just feel like. Wait, is that his like full name or are you lying? Charles Otto, like like Ottoman Empire. Which, oh. Yeah, Puth, like Charles Otto Puth. That's his full ass name. I love that I'm obsessed with him and you're the one who knows this. Uh, Formality is a principle of mine. I don't know why. I don't have many other principles. But for some reason, I'm like, oh, you're a celebrity. I have never met you. I'm not one of those people that's like, celebrities, they're just like us. They're our best friends. They're accessible. I'm always like, no, obviously you're famous for a reason. And like, I'm going to just address you in your in your formal name. Like Chris Evans, I always refer to him as Christopher. Is that his full name? I don't know. I'm just assuming. I, I think it refer is. Refer to all of them. Yeah. I don't know. Charles Puth. <laughs> Which makes him sound like an old man. So it's no wonder that he goes by Charlie, even though lately he's been dressing a little bit like an old lady from New Jersey. Either way, I'm loving his looks. That, that leopard jacket <laughs> so fucking weird like <laughs> and i love like gaudy fashion but there's something about it where i was like where did you find that i like what what like rack did you find that on you know and i know it's probably like fucking a thousand dollars or whatever but who boy i just 
You ever like look at a piece of clothing and you're like, I can smell the cologne on it or the perfume. Yes. I look at that jacket. I'm like, I know exactly what that fucking thing smells like. Like, uh, I can't describe it to you, but like Calvin Klein curve. (laughs) Was that what did Calvin Klein do curve? I don't know. Curve. And then what was the other one? Fahrenheit was the other one on Staten Island. You remember that one? I don't. I didn't grow up on Staten Island. Oh, my God. Oh, lucky for you. I grew up in Palmdale where we had cologne. Mm. We had to use a lot of cologne to cover up the smell of the dump. <laughs> it's still like, I think about Staten Welcome Island and then I'm like, oh, Staten Island. it's just a fucking garbage heap just covered with dirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Anyway, if we have listeners in Staten Island. And Pete Island. Davidson. And Pete Davidson, the king of the garbage dump. I'm kidding. I love Pete Davidson. Davidson. He's incredible. Oh, my God. What's <laughs> happening? We are talking about wacky news today. I yes. Wacky, wacky headlines. Another current events, wackiness. Wacky headlines part bizarre. two. But before we get into that kind of levity and joy and ridiculousness, I think you and I connected about what is currently going on in Palestine yeah. and what kind of the social media outcry about it has been and we were kind of like should we talk about this do we want to talk about this um and we both said that it's important to have it be part of the conversation in the potosphere yeah that um it's complicated it's a complicated situation yeah it's and I think, like, and, and to be clear, it's like it's complicated in that it has such a long history. And one, it's also not talked about in I think American culture. Well, one, because we are we give what is it, like three billion dollars annually to the Israeli government, um, mm-hmm. specifically the military. So, like, I I think from American media standpoint, it's in our best interest to not talk about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. um. I think, I don't know if, did you see the Trevor Noah video from The Daily Show? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that is such a, just the points that he makes in that are such an act, like, it, it breaks it down so simply in that, like, it, they're being colonized, first of all. Um, and they don't have the military, um, they don't have, the, they don't have the military power, they don't have the economic support, like, they don't have the power that the Israeli government has. And it like, if you haven't seen the video that Trevor Noah uh, posted on his Instagram and also on the daily show, it breaks down really well. And essentially it's like, you know, he tells this story about when he was a teenager. Cause when he was a teenager, his uh, little brothers were born and I think they're like four years old or something. And he's like 17. And whenever his baby brothers would like, punch him or pick on him or anything he would get really mad and his mom would have to remind him like hey like you can't retaliate they don't have the same power that you have and not that not to use this as a metaphor the like palestinians or our children in any way that's not what you know he was saying but it's that like they do not have the same power that their oppressor has and so it is so imbalanced um and that it, it just like it's a it's a really ugly abuse of power um and it's attacking 
and killing civilians and you know Palestinians like there's no way there's no way for them to defend themselves um and it's just really really gross Anyway, Trevor Noah is yeah. way more eloquent when he breaks it down. Well, but. yeah, I think here's the thing. I have a very, very strong opinion about this. Mm-hmm. Um, not in terms of, like, this moment. Mm-hmm. And not in terms of the overall conflict. Because I think you take a lens to the conflict at any one point, mm-hmm. And it could be a completely different conversation. Mm-hmm. I think because this has been going on for over a century so like this is this is not something that can be diffused into a moment the thing that i feel strongly about is something that we see with social media and these movements Mm -hmm. that is continuing to affect the divisiveness of people Because depending on who you're following, depending on what they're posting or reposting, and depending on what the algorithm tells you, you're going to choose a side. But you're choosing a side based on an incomplete picture where, like, truly, you were never asked to choose a side. Like, Mm -hmm. the people that are being impacted by this and then their network of families, friends, people that, like, have a common heritage, like... They're experiencing this way different than so many of the people that are just reposting the infographics that are going around. Yeah. And so that's the problem with so many of these social media movements is so many people will repost the infographic or repost content or eat what the algorithm feeds them. I have close friends and family who are on opposite sides of this conflict. Yeah. And all I've been doing is listening to what they have to say to me about their culture, about their heritage, their history, what's been passed down to them. I think for me in this like one moment, it's just seeing people get like literally getting beaten down and like not Mm -hmm. having any way to defend themselves. It's also Mm -hmm. just like knowing that the, the military power that Israel has like, is so well funded by the u.s in particular Mm -hmm. i'm just like ah Mm -hmm. it's just like some of those images i was like oh police state just like we've seen we saw last summer like yeah i think for me as an american citizen it's just a reminder that the u.s prioritizes military it prioritizes violence it prioritizes power in every single way that it can Mm -hmm. even outside of its own country like it i think for me that is the the biggest thing is just like how much mm-hmm. this country in particular builds itself on violence um yeah well i mean if you if you think about it it's at this point i feel like it's part of our species dna yeah you go back to the times when you know even smaller scale like villages existed and people would move in on other villages and then it expanded to empires and then it expanded to cities and then it expanded like like our species that we know of like has not known a world without the need to have ownership on a land on a people like that Mm -hmm. war that conflict like that's us as a species so like how do we untangle that 
Like, mm. it, I'm sorry to be dark. Yeah. Like, that's fucking disappointing. And that's like, it makes me feel like, like, hopeless sometimes. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because it's always gone bad. Like, there's always been some type of war or violence or. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times you can trace violence back to this idea of us versus them, me being better than this person. And then so many times, if you pull back even further, it's built on some form of like white supremacy or in a lot of ways, like, and I don't even know if it is like, I don't want to say it's Christianity's fault or religion's fault. I think people will use their religion as a mask Mm-hmm. Um, or as a crutch to defend their ideology of, well, I'm just better than you because I am, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and then use that as a means to destroy others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all this shit popped off originally because Britain got involved. Well. You could have stayed out of this, bro. Like, why did you? And so I agree with you. It's like that when we think of, like, white supremacy and colonialism, like, the Brits were the OGs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brits. And now it's the U.S. The Brits were the OGs. Like, Italians, Spaniards. Yeah. We're literally just the little brother of them. Like, yes. we're just coming to things a little slower, but we're doing the same shit. Yeah. Doing It's the same shit, different tools. Uh, yeah. Kind of same tools, actually. Just yeah. different technology. Like, it's... Yeah. Which is why we need more immigrants to diversify all this, like, Anglo-Saxon bullshit. (laughs) Well, and it's also, like, it's just, I don't, like, not to get all hippy-dippy, but at the end of the day, like, we're people, man. Like, holy shit. And learn to respect other cultures, I think especially in terms of, I think you and I talked about this. I don't know if we ever, if like it was on the podcast, but um, I, go just follow me for a moment. So yes, last, I'm here. I'm here with you on the on the great roller coaster. Last summer, when the wildfires in California were fucking atrocious, it looked like hell yeah. on earth, and it's only getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there was a bill that was passed that it's going to allow for controlled burnings throughout California mm-hmm. with the. Mm-hmm intention that um that like overgrown grass and weeds and things like that would be burned by the Mm -hmm. fire department put out so that way when wildfire season hits it's not as bad and Mm -hmm. a lot of indigenous tribes especially from california were like yeah um we used to do that and then you made it illegal Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we used to do it. It's because we understood the land. We understood the environment. We understood, mm-hmm. you know, the and respected the earth and uh, the community that we were a part of. And you yeah. colonized it and fucked it over. And that's like, you see this, you know, anytime colonization happens, you see that. Like, yeah. there's an absolute disregard for indigenous peoples the learnings that have already existed and then we come in we know what's best we ruin it um and then you know maybe maybe at some point we go oh we're gonna try this thing and it's like you mean the thing that we tried like hundreds of years ago Mm -hmm. great like okay it yeah it's just that 
it's fucking as you were saying that i got goosebumps because not to generalize but i think something that runs through um many of the tribes of of native americans Mm -hmm. is that connection to nature connection to the land connection to the fact that like we are people living on this land it's not ours it doesn't belong to us like the earth is its own uh ecosystem it's its own living thing everything in it is living and it's like the fucking ego that yeah that to have the ego to be like we're gonna fuck you up and then we're gonna set you up with like the highest suicide rates and the highest obesity rates and the highest like epidemic rates of like all of these just diseases mm-hmm. um in your on your own land instead of just being like oh you know more than me like let's work together like also sorry here are reparations <laughs> yeah like, well it's that whole thing like uh I just thought of in Pocahontas the line these white men are dangerous um but that whole idea that like white supremacists and white colonization Mm -hmm. colonization uh just in general um has behind it is that well we're going and we're going to save we're going to save the savages we're going to like they're uncivilized whatever terminology that they've historically used but the thing is Okay, for, for example, when the English came to the Americas and yeah. uh, they, you know, oh, we're going to save, we're going to save the land, we're going to educate people, yeah. we're going to make them civilized, uh, we're also going to give you blankets that um, are covered in smallpox and we're going to wipe out 90% of your yeah. population, BTW. Like, the things that we have done, you see it with, you know, in with slavery, um, mm-hmm. thinking that black people were not smart enough to learn how to read and write and the just com- experiment and other experiments yes, like it yes absolutely abusing and um ruthlessly killing people in the name of civilization and making people more civilized or whatever the f- and it's like you are mm-hmm. literally the most uncivilized brutal race yeah in the world like look at what you've yeah. done look at how many people you've killed and what anyway <laughs> that it's just but do you think that it could ever be otherwise i mean i would like to think so but we also see like it's so fucking prevalent and it's so deep and it it's in everything i mean it's in everything mm-hmm. it's in our education system it's in um the way that we talk about and think about food it's white supremacy is in everything like i can't think of anything that it hasn't hasn't scarred you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and i think the more conversations we have about it and the more we have an awareness about it i'd like to think that it will get better um yeah <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I don't think I like, you know, you and I have had this conversation. Like, I don't think we're ever going to see it, but that's yeah. not an excuse to not try to do something about it while we're here and try to fight it yeah. and dismantle it in, in any way. And I think like going back to our initial discussion about what's happening. Um, so much of that at its roots is because of white colonization and and the effect that it has just across the board on other cultures um 
what yeah. can be done besides like educating yourself and listening and yeah i know there's a lot of um organizations that you can donate to their petitions i think one of the biggest uh that like we as americans can do is reach out to your representatives and i forgot what it's called um essentially like asking our state leaders um mm-hmm. and our representatives to be in favor of no longer giving like mass amounts mm-hmm. of billions of dollars annually to a military that is just like slaughtering people um like at least on our end like let's not keep funding yeah militarized police systems that's literally what it is yeah and it's literally what we saw in our own country like you yeah. were saying Man, the rich people are literally just going to be living large on Mars with their staff and the entire of Earth, remainder of Earth is just going to implode into various powers. Like World War Three will be what ends us. Yeah. And I hope that I am like a maid or a nanny on Mars or something. <laughs> I, I definitely, I don't, I don't want to go to Mars. <laughs> I'll stay here. See you what don't? happens. No, not, no, I'm good. I'll stay here. See what happens. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think, uh, I don't know, part of me is, like, maybe if we get rid of all the billionaires, we can, like, get some shit done because they won't be here to, yeah. like, inject their money into other people's business. Like, I don't know. Will they leave a vacuum, do you think? And what will happen <sighs> to us in that vacuum? Another Mark Zuckerberg Dystopian rises from the ashes. Future. Yeah, I don't know. Does it turn into like a Hunger Games situation where we break off into different districts and like a really fancy one is just on Mars instead of here? No idea. No idea. But would you fight if you were in the Hunger Games? Mm. Like, would you put in effort, or would you just be like, I'm good? Like, if I got selected to be in the Hunger Games, or if it's, like, just fight to survive, not for entertainment, but just for, like, sheer survival. I would be PETA. I would probably be PETA if we're, if we're talking never about... never seen or read okay. anything about the Hunger He's Games. He's a baker, and he just kind of gets sucked into everything and sort of becomes a fighter. <laughs> I, I've already said this, like, if we're talking... Like, if this is Game of Thrones, like, okay. I'm not, I'm not Jon Snow... I'm not Cersei Lannister. I'm Podrick. I'm bumbling in the woods with Brienne of Tarth, trying to learn how to become a knight. I'm doing my best. Like, <laughs> I'm just hanging. I'm just vibes, you know? I'm definitely Sansa. <laughs> I know what man. to do with my hands. <laughs> Oh, we didn't get that on we didn't, we didn't get that, get that on we didn't start recording but we were talking about <laughs> you know what you had to be there. yeah i was like i don't it, that's it's gonna turn into one of those things where it's like oh let me tell you this really funny joke that happened and then as you're explaining it you get to like halfway through and you're like yep oh nope. man i'm not gonna I'm, that's just a reference that from here on out, everyone will hear and no one will know. Other than the, <laughs> the two people that are staring at each other right now ayo, ayo. are going to know the actual context behind it. Yeah. What a journey so, we've been on So educate today. yourself. Um, understand yeah. all sides of the story. Talk to talk to people. Listen to people. And um, mm-hmm. write to your representatives. Mm-hmm. Do all the things. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard when you have 
people on both sides that you really care about they're like but this is it and other people would be like but this is it and it's like why can't we coexist peacefully (laughs) yeah what if what if we didn't do what we're currently doing what if we did something different like not not seen any mr rogers neighborhood over there oh i feel like that like yeah the fact that we had him growing up was really truly magical yeah honestly i think it helped at least you and me maybe not yeah. all of the weirdos out there i mean i i have rewatched a few clips during quarantine from some episodes and did i ugly cry yeah probably i did mm-hmm. <laughs> like it yeah what a good just wonderful soul he was well that goes to show you how much of a novelty being kind and compassionate and patient is in our world when we can literally watch years and years of programming of a person just being a good person and Mm -hmm. helping you like literally telling you how to be a good person yeah and yet we still choose violence and lies and yeah oh yeah i wish kindness and compassion were more uh common more mm-hmm. common. And I think, I don't know. I also think a lot of that just part of the reason it's not is because in so many societies we're ingrained with this idea of like, well, it's capitalism, I think. Like, uh, you know, you got to be the best. You got to have, mm-hmm. here's what it looks like to be successful. You have to have these things. You got to fight your way to the top. And, you know, we connotate like that with the way you get to the top is by fighting and like, just knocking people out of your way. Um, That's because the heads of so many governments for so long have yeah. just been fucking dudes running on testosterone. Like, <laughs> you see what happens when you get women. Like, look at look at what's happening in New Zealand with a yeah. woman prime minister. Like, yeah, they're I, actually taking care of their people. Well, and there was a an article. I think it's where I saw. I don't remember it. A few weeks ago, I saw something that was saying that like the a majority of countries that are being led by women um are handling the pandemic better mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know um yeah and there was just a recent report that because now that we're getting out of the pandemic and we were in such a drought financially that in the united states we're going to see an inflation specifically on products like tampons and diapers like and then you look at these countries where that shit is literally just free. Like tampons yeah. are free because it's literally half of their population needs it to be functional. Like, yeah, mind blowing, mind blowing. God damn it! I want to flip a table. <laughs> I hate it here. Uh, great. I don't mind it here. I wish it could be better, but I feel like wherever yeah. you go, there's gonna be something. Yeah, and it's. The lesser of evils, you gotta choose. Yeah, is Elon Musk landing on your roof? Is that what that? Noise <laughs> I was wondering. Is? I was like, oh, is it picking up? Uh, no, that would be um, that would be LAPD flying overhead. Speaking mm. of the police, so probably looking for an unarmed black man. That looks suspicious. Yikes! Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Went well, there. it's. I mean, I mean, LAPD is one of the deadliest police forces in the united states so yeah 
There's that. Yeah. This is dark. We've been a bit down. We've been a bit dark. We've been a bit hopeless. I have a little bit of an ask for our listeners because obviously there's there's a lot of turmoil. And a lot of this is just what we're learning about, what's getting high profile in the news and on social media. Mm -hmm. And who knows, next week it may be something different in another country or in our own country. And so what I would love and what I am I would love to ask for you all is to please call our hotline. Call our hotline and give us stories or give us just, you know, things that make you hopeful or stories of hope. Give us something to really, um, to not be so dark about and not feel like so hopeless and so um, lost. Because I know a lot of people feel this way. I know a lot of people... Um, just have been going through continuous existential crisis uh, crises and just it's been a it's been a tough time so please call our hotline 707-892-0401 leave us your tales of hope and happiness and kindness and compassion 707-892-0401 we look forward to hearing from you be great yeah, even if it's just like stuff like good stuff that happened to you that we can yeah. celebrate it. Yeah, Woo-hoo. we can totally celebrate it. We'll put you on the podcast. We'll put the clip on the podcast and we'll give you a gentle air horn. Maybe we'll give you an epic sax <laughs> solo. We'll give you something special. We want to celebrate <laughs> you just. And honestly, I you know what I would love for to happen? Mm-hmm. I that was an excellent <laughs> sexy sax, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, What I would love to happen is for our hotline to just become a hub of compassion. And maybe as our listeners share stories and we we feature them on the pod and more people hear them and they feel inclined to share their stories, like maybe we can just create this ripple of kindness and it helps Mm. people be a little more thoughtful of kind things and compassionate things and and hopeful things that other people have going on and will hopefully help help you guys live your life with a little more hope and happiness and and compassion so i just yeah i want like a ripple of just goodness to start from this please call the hotline yeah should we lighten the mood yes. should we get into some kooky wacky yeah let's lighten the mood headlines? um okay. and and do let's do this thing uh how there are important things happening in the world and we wanted to acknowledge the gravity of the situation but ultimately we are two ding-dongs we're here for the last for the giggles for the comedy and so we want to bring you back up give you something to be hopeful about make you laugh yeah i only have two this week great uh i pulled three i think uh if i can find my notes what they don't exist. No, they do. They're just in a different tab. Remnants of your nightmares. Oh no. Holly Shore making Biodome Four. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know how many original Biodome. I was there like, are. there's a two and a three. <laughs> I got really excited. I was like, what? I feel like there was probably a two. Was there not? Uh, Maybe not. I don't. Remember. But I feel like it didn't have the. It was one of those that didn't have the original cast. Let mm. me see. Let me see. No. No, it did not exist. I made it up. <laughs> Maybe it's time to resurrect it. Uh, but instead of Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin, we have Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson and Machine Gun Kelly. Were you going into the Rocky theme? 
I don't know I don't where know. I was going. Okay. Welcome to the PND. The PND. The PND. SOS. Awesome. I can I can kick it off Let's if you want do me to it. kick it off. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Cool. 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 So, <laughs> are we playing the guessing game this time like we did last time? I I am. okay great because I I specifically <laughs> found things that don't just give it away. Okay, I had a little bit of trouble finding headlines, so I just okay. found kooky stories, and I like created a question to almost give you like a little little quiz, a okay. little bit of like a you know a create your own adventure, and then I'll tell you what the real story is, and okay. you may have seen these. If you it's have fine. seen it and you know the truth, just make up an outlandish answer for the sake of ratings. <laughs> Not that we have ratings. <laughs> we have ratings. We've- for my own entertainment. Yeah, I got you. We're rated E because we curse too fucking much. Hey. <laughs> Wait, isn't kidding. that M? Well, what I think e it's for? E on the podcast because it puts a little explicit. Oh, oh, oh. I was thinking video like games. Like an Eminem album. I was like, like M for M&M mature. Album. M for mature. E makes M a lot more mature. sense. I I just just learned what Grand Theft Auto like I always knew what Grand Theft Auto was but I've actually just finally watched someone play Grand oh. Theft Auto and it's obviously my husband uh-huh. to me um, and he's like yeah like I, I I used to love this game and I'm getting back into it because they released an update or whatever and he's like playing it and I'm like this like this is like World of Warcraft but it's like not. But it is, but it's like not like it's L.A. Mm -hmm. and it's but you go on these quests and you do these things and sometimes you have to kill things or like it's literally like, wow, but it's just completely different context. Anyway, (laughs) I'm showing my my hand at this point, but (laughs) he does this thing where he just like like he killed a police officer in the game Mm -hmm. and then exited the game. And he's like, I just killed a cop. And I was like, why? Like, did you do that on purpose? And he's like, yeah, because I'm going, what I'm, what's going to happen is I'm going to forget that I did that. And the next time I log on, it's going to be like, oh no. And I'm going to immediately start off with a car chase. And I'm like, why, why would you set yourself up for something like that? And he goes, oh, you know, just to make things a little spicy every now and again. (laughs) Just to just to throw himself into a blind panic right at the yeah. top. Okay. Yeah, and I was with him when that happened. Uh, he booted it up and he turned it on and he just had this look on his face like, oh shit, hell yeah, car race, <laughs> like car chase. And I was like, oh my goodness. Chaos. Anyway. Oh dear. Anyway. Okay. So yeah. So I have created just like little little quiz games. I'm into it. Um, so Seth Rogen yes. has released a book called Yearbook. It's it's a memoir of of essays, like anecdotes, basically uh-huh. in memoir form. It's so cute. But he's doing promo for it, and he went on the Howard Stern show, mm-hmm. and he shared some anecdotes of a celebrity acting a bit bizarrely, uh-huh. a bit strangely. Uh-huh. And my question is: This is multiple choice. Which of his fellow celebs did he talk about? Uh-huh. Was it James Franco, Nicolas Cage, Tom Cruise, or Jonah Hill? Those are all really obvious choices. Do you know what I, I mean? Know. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, 
I feel like James Franco is a safe choice because we know they're like buddy buddy situation, which is now coming to an end because Seth yep. Rogen was like, "You're abusing women. I don't work with predators." Yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, "Seth, oh my god." Um, yeah. I love him so much. Me too. Uh, James Franco, uh, Jonah Hill, Jonah Tom Hill, Cruise, Tom Cruise and Nick was Cage. the other one. I see. Here's the th- okay. Nick Cage, I think we've already known. Little little wackadoo. Uh, Tom Cruise, we all watched the Oprah interview. Jonah Hill. Is Jonah Hill. Is Jonah Hill. Fuck, this could really be about anybody. Um, Okay, was it a co-star, you said? Or just another celebrity? Fellow celeb. Uh, Fellow celeb. I will... Here's the thing. This is a trick question. Yeah. Is it all of them? Because... it's not all oh, of them. Okay. It's two of them. Okay. Two of them together? So just Is it James Franco? Two separate and- anecdotes. Oh. Same interview, two separate anecdotes. Okay, so I have a 50-50 split. Watch me pick the two yep. that it's not yep. about. You know what? Let, Fuck it. I'm going to go with Tom Cruise and uh, Nick Cage. You're right. Yes! <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Ha. Do you want to hear these stories? Yes, I do. Okay, so... Apparently, so do we remember the film that Seth did, uh, The Green Hornet, which was abysmal in the box office, oh, and it was like, yeah. I think people I, really hated it. I think I but it was like saw that, but I don't remember It was like a strong creative choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it didn't necessarily hit, but I think he was coming off of the high of like making like Knocked Up and like, all, yeah, like just yeah. hits, 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 and then like Green Hornet was like the first like really big flop, uh-huh. but... It was a bold choice. I respect it. Anyway, so they were talking. He was talking um, about getting Nick Cage cast in one of the roles. Mm-hmm. And Nick Cage is, like, calling him and having these conversations. The The character was, like, undisclosed, like, very tight conversations. And so Nick Cage calls Seth Rogen and is basically like, hey. So I was thinking, like, for the character, the character is going to be bald, but going to have his hair tattooed on his scalp. And then he called, he was like, okay, cool. Hung up the phone and said the whole time was, he said the whole time he was just like, I didn't really take him that seriously. Like I was, I just figured, you know? And so then Nick Cage calls him back and is like, actually we shouldn't do that for the character because I want to do that in real life. Then he hangs up the phone, calls him back again. And he's like, okay, I think I got it. I think the character should be a white Bahamian. So a white man from the Bahamas. What is happening? And so Seth is like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Like, he's not serious. And so he goes to a dinner meeting at Amy Pascal's house. She was then, like, the head of Sony. Uh And Nick Cage is there. And immediately Nick Cage starts, like, doing a whole monologue in what Seth called a Jamaican accent. And it wasn't even a monologue in the script. Like, Seth was like, I don't even think he actually read the script at (gasps) all. Like, (laughs) and so Nick Cage is, like, doing this, like, monologue, this unrelated left field monologue in, like, a Jamaican accent. Being like, I think this is what we should do for our character, for the character. (laughs) Oh, no. That's, like, my worst nightmare to just have somebody come in and be like, I'm just going to make it up. Meh. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's awful. 
Oh yeah. no. So that's that's the that's oh. was that event. Um, I don't recall seeing him in Green Hornet. I don't know if he ended up being in it. I don't know. That whole movie is a blur. Yeah, in my mind. I remember really no parts of it. Yeah. That <laughs> one and the interview just kind of live in a haze of like oh, oh they existed. Yeah. But they're not necessarily quotable like a lot of the other ones from him. Ugh. All right. Do you want to hear the Tom Cruise story? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Go on. Okay. This is a two-parter. And, Jesus. like, two things happened in this event that, like, he was, like, embarrassed. Like, not embarrassed, but he was just like, I can't believe this happened. This is so fucking weird. And accompanying him uh-huh. is another crush of mine Ooh. judd apatow oh i know how adorable is he <laughs> now him and leslie mann that's a cute yeah. that's an adorable relationship yeah, yeah, right yeah. there yep okay so seth is going to tom cruise's house it was like peak tom cruise 2006 Suri was just born. Okay. He was still with Katie Holmes. Like, and so Seth was like, Seth and Judd were going to like pitch a project, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth, um, Tom Cruise was living in the hills. Seth like gets in his driveway and it's like one of those steep driveways to like get to the house and you really had to pee. And so he like pulls over in like a wooded area part of the driveway and pees into a Snapple bottle that was in his car and then just like leaves it in the car. Oh no. <laughs> oh and no. So he was like, Oh, okay. Like, I feel better now. Like, he felt embarrassed to, like, be like, hi, Tom Cruise. Nice to meet you. I really have to pee. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah. So he was just like, let me just handle this. And then he shows up. Him and Judd are there for dinner. And Tom Cruise starts pitching Scientology to them. And I have a quote from Seth where he says, I'm generally a weak, weak willed, weak minded person. I would assume on the grand scale of people, if they got Tom, what chance do I have? Thank God Judd was like, Uh, I think we're good. Let's just talk about movies and stuff. He also said that Cruz's pitch was tempting and, quote, if I was there alone, I would be singing a very different tune right now. Oh, no. (laughs) And then the nail on on the final nail on the coffin, he's driving back. He's leaving Tom Cruz's house and he's passing the wooded part where he stopped to pee in his car in the Snapple bottle and he sees a red blinking light and realizes that he stopped his car at the exact spot where a security camera was and probably just caught the whole thing anyway. Oh, no. Just <laughs> just ask to pee in their house, man. Like, what? Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel like I if love you're, Seth Rogen so much. It's so goofy. I feel like if you're hosting dinner, like you expect your guests to have to use the restroom, especially in LA traffic where it's going to take you yeah. like an hour to get there, maybe longer from wherever you're coming from. Like, and that's oh, just up the driveway. Man. Yeah, exactly. Even if you're in the same <laughs> damn neighborhood, like it's still going to take you an hour to get there. Like, yeah. I would be weirded yeah. out if somebody showed up and like wasn't like, "May I use your restroom?" I'd be like, "Are you sure? Are you dehydrated?" What's yeah. up? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Oh, buddy. So that's it. That's what he talked about. And, Aww. you know, he doesn't sponsor us. It, like, but I would, I'm going to, I'm going to try to, I made a vow that I shouldn't buy any more books, but I'm going to try to find a way to get his book because I feel like it's probably going to be one of the best memoirs I ever read. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be full of like absolute gems. 
That's yeah. amazing. Seth Rogen, yearbook. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. You got one for me? I do. This is my first one. Lego Larceny is on the rise. (laughs) What? Uh Lego Larceny is on the rise. Uh I know Larceny is a really bad crime, but I also don't. It's one of those words that like you don't know what it actually is. Yep. Like I literally just Googled uh, it to make sure I was right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, I, I read the article. Like, yeah, it's one of those crimes where like, like some crimes you're very aware, like murder. Yeah. Okay. To kill someone. Treason. Like embezzling. Yeah. It's like those, we give these crimes words that like don't really make sense with what the crime is, at least not in English. And so larceny is just one of those that I feel like I never it's learn is someone basically just doing like knockoff legos and selling them on the black market you're close Ooh. you're close so larceny Ooh. is uh robbery just straight up straight up robbery so people lego robbery people are stealing wait wait okay so there what is the difference between between larceny and robbery and there's like another one larceny and robbery are the same it's just okay. a different word. I will say, Why? I don't know. I will say every time I hear the word larceny, I'm just like, that's setting shit on fire. And I'm like, that's not, that's not that word. That's arson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Well, what? also, I feel like there's like, there are levels of stealing, just like there are mm. levels of killing in mm. our penal system. Penile? Not penal. Penal system. <laughs> We were talking before we started recording. We were talking about what celebrities would we go through with having sex with. Had we actually been given a reasonable chance? Uh-huh. So I, I guess I got penises on the mind. Anyway, but like there's 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 like a if you steal from people and it's a nonviolent theft that has oh, a word versus yeah. if there yeah, is an yeah. assault involved that's that stealing has a different yep. name and i think robbery may be the one that's associated with like the assault mm. and then there's like a there's like a robbery light l-i-t i feel like i should know the answer to this i listen to so many fucking <laughs> oh okay. true crime podcasts okay okay okay, okay, okay. Uh, i got it i got it okay okay theft or larceny involves taking property without the use of force and without breaking into a structure ah. to do so. Robbery involves taking property from a person through force or the threat of force, while burgl- burglary involves breaking into a structure to commit a crime. This is what I'm saying. Just call oh. it fucking stealing. Yeah. You, like, huh. I mean, granted, I get it, because then, like, 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 giving an old lady a concussion to steal her Legos is different than just like stealing Legos from the store. Yeah. Okay. So then this one definitely is larceny because I'm looking at the legal definition of larceny, the unlawful taking and carrying away of personal property with the intent to deprive the rightful owner of it permanently. Um, Okay. So this is definitely larceny. So who's the thief? Uh huh. Who did they? Who did they steal from? Mm-hmm. Is this like the pennies guy in the last time we did this episode? <laughs> you came at me with like a million pennies. Now you're coming at me with a million Legos. I see you. I see you. <laughs> uh, no, right, so hit me with the story. Okay, so there's been a series of robberies, like a, specifically toy stores, uh, where Legos are being stolen. Um, and then they're being resold on the black market for like an 
astronomical price. What? And so part and like part of the reason that they're able to be resold without any consequence happening is because Legos don't have serial numbers attached to them, so there's no way to trace them. So they're just cropping up on the black market or not even the black market, like on eBay or wherever for a much higher price. And because I think especially because we're in this pandemic, people are feeling super nostalgic and you have a lot of millennials who are like locked up inside and they just want to build Legos. So they're willing to drop like a thousand dollars on a Lego set. That's normally $300. Um, So that's part of it. All I have to say is, Karma is a motherfucking bitch. Because if you listen back to our episode on Legos, we talked about the fact Uh that the guy that created Legos straight up stole the design from someone else and took all the credit and turned it into a lucrative business. So how does it motherfucking feel? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. There's also uh, a company based out of China that's making like knockoff versions of Legos. So uh, part of the other reason why they're they're being stolen and they're so expensive is that because Lego... um, wheeled and dealed and got all of these uh, contracts and license agreements they're making you know harry potter star wars like they're making these collectors items so even and they're doing limited edition runs so you couple that with everything else and they're already i think there's like a i think it's the millennium falcon there's like a large model of the millennium falcon that through lego is like eight hundred dollars so that Mm -hmm. shit is getting stolen and placed on ebay you're doubling or like quadrupling the price of that thing. Um, so it's just yeah. like wild and out. So they're basically popping up on the black market. Um, and this article in particular is from NPR um, from early April, but they found French police have been investigating an international ring of toy thieves. Um, and they arrested I think it was yeah three suspects were caught taking boxes of Legos from a toy shop near Paris um, with the goal of selling them in Poland so now the French police are involved honestly we're bringing it back to Joe Pesci sticky bandits I was just thinking that I was was like who did they get to be their third that's exactly what I was thinking Uh of that is literally I was like oh it's it's it has to be them. Yep. It has to be them. Yep. So the Sticky Bandits what are if, now in Paris. What if Kevin, what if Kevin, <gasps> Kevin McAllister grew up and became the third member of the Sticky Bandits? Oh my he god! He became the unlikely protege. Oh, wow, wow, wow! wow and wow, now wow, he's wow, just wow. out there robbing Legos. Yo, Macaulay, call us. Let's do this. <laughs> we can definitely option this and at least get you a Razzie. <laughs> he deserves. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's my first story. <laughs> I just love the I'm idea obsessed. of, like, they're, they've, honestly, reading this, I just, I could only picture that scene in Toy, or, sorry, in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, yeah. where they're, like, in the toy yep. store. I was like, oh, my God, did they hide out in a little playhouse? Like, what happened? Yes, they've been there this whole time. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> that's. That's insane that we have this like hyper traceable fake currency. Uh-huh. And at the same time, we have people stealing Legos because they don't have serial numbers. Mm-hmm. Like this is the duality of the world we live in as we know it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's spiraling me out. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm freaking out. 
But I'm going to bring it back. Oh. And I'm going to hopefully give you a wholesome little story. Ooh. Go on. I don't know if you saw this. This is okay. So a man in Wisconsin broke into a bakery Mm. and robbed the cash register of all its money. But the bakery is getting its payback. Can you guess how? (sighs) Okay. So this guy broke into a bakery, bakery, stole all of the money in the register, and the bakery is getting. Yeah. Also larceny, I guess. Yeah. Uh, oh no, he broke in. It would be burglary. Oh yes, it yes, was yes. burglary. Okay, okay. okay, so was he an employee, and they were just taking his final paychecks? Um, was he arrested, and they were like, "Now you have to work here forever"? Is this like a like a like when you go to a restaurant and you don't have enough money, and they're like, "You're gonna wash dishes until you've earned your mashed potatoes"? Like, I I have no idea no idea no, this is a grown-ass man okay a grown-ass man grown-ass man stole a bunch of money this is not kevin McAllister. <laughs> it's just joe pesci uh <laughs> was the money fake was the money <laughs> did it did do they know the serial numbers and now it's being traced um yeah, I don't I got know. You. Okay, I got you. okay. It's more outlandish than it's like it's it, adorable and wholesome and outlandish. Okay. okay. Have you ever seen like a lifetime holiday movie or a Hallmark movie where it's like there's one mom and pop store on Main Street that's like uh, susceptible to this big corporation coming and buying yeah, them yeah, out yeah. and they don't have the funds and all of a sudden the community bands together and everyone kind of like helps yeah. them succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of the same vibe. Okay. So, um, I may mispronounce the name of this bakery. If I do, please correct me if you know. Canfora, Canfora Bakery in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. So essentially, this guy, Rando, jimmied the doors open, like got them open, went to the cash register, opened it, took out everything and left. Okay. And so the owners of this bakery, this couple owns it and it's a mainstay in like, like everyone in the community knows that everyone in the community goes there. It's just one of those spots, you know yeah. what I mean? And so the owners had a security camera that was working. They scrolled through the footage. Uh-oh. They picked a photo that sh- was the best kind of uh, shot of the burglar's face. Uh-huh. And they printed it out on edible paper. <gasps> And then they baked over a hundred cookies, sugar cookies, and made them all pretty and everything and put his face on these cookies. And the owner went on Facebook and was like, hey, we're giving these out one per family. Don't forget to stop in like this happened to us, but like end crime in our community. And so they literally just gave out these free cookies and raised awareness of what this guy looked like. And the suspect has been identified. He's currently still at large. Okay. But... At least we now know who he is because these owners bi- literally made cookies with his faces on him and was like, <laughs> we'll give you free cookies. Just help us find him. Yeah. And if that isn't the smartest fucking shit I've ever heard of, like, here's a free cookie. This man robbed us. Can you help? That's amazing. Yeah. Of course, I want to help. I want to do the right thing. And you're giving me a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah, there. yeah. I'm there. I'm into it. Oh, my God. But maybe that's just me. I know, like, listen, if you feed me well. I'm your ride or die. Uh, where are we yeah. going? I don't care because I'm there because you, you gave me a cookie. I'm a very You give me cookie, person. I give you cookie. You give me cookie, I give you cookie. <laughs> I am the cookie monster. 
Oh, that's but how wholesome adorable. is that? I love that. I also love that they were just like, all right, fuck you. We're going to take matters yeah. into our own hands. Well, the best part is that like just to describe this picture, it's like grainy grayscale. Uh-huh. And the man is standing there with his back to the camera, like three quarters. And he like turns his head only so he's almost looking over his shoulder and so like that's literally the shot it's literally like him looking over his shoulder in like grainy grayscale and it's printed onto these cookies and it's just (laughs) like 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 it's like mugshot adjacent level of photography Uh, and it was just chef's kiss like a beautiful way to turn the situation around yeah Yeah. jokes on you bro oh that's amazing i hope they get him get him we will find you. <laughs> so you eating the cookies or his soul? Yeah, I <laughs> a little bit of both. I started out with the cookies and then at some point I like swallowed spit the wrong way and I almost died. Anyway, that's okay. happy ending. Almost, almost. But anyway. All right. My last one. Hit me with another one. Yeah. yeah. My last one for you is simply titled Felony Ever After. Oh my god. Um it is a couple who has been engaged and they are so sick of having to reschedule their wedding three times because of the <laughs> pandemic that finally they were just like, yo, fuck this. We're crashing a wedding and we're breaking in and we're just gonna pretend it's our wedding. And then um they got arrested. No. <laughs> Uh, let me give you a different title. Someone set the bride's ha- veil on fire. <laughs> someone pushed someone else It's a else very into the misleading title. Someone's teeth popped out and flew across the room. Aw. Grandma. This, is, this movie's no. writing itself. Okay. Movie is involved. Okay. Here's another okay. title. Yeah. Felony Rental. More specific, drop okay, the so first she's one. she's a mail order bride. <laughs> Actually, no, I lied to you. A wedding is involved in this story. Hold up. Okay, <laughs> felony rental. <laughs> felony rental. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, J-Lo is trying to get her money back from the deposits that she made on her wedding to A-Rod now that he's out of the picture and she's getting that good dicking down from Batfleck. <laughs> <laughs> Nature is healing. <laughs> Just a good dick and dad. I hope so. Jesus. Uh, Christ. I don't think I know what the story's about. It's fine. Okay, if you want to find the story, the appropriate thing to be to like Google is Texas woman faced felony charge for not returning a VHS tape over two decades ago. Literally everybody's worst nightmare, right? Like the shit that you used to be told, like, oh, Blockbuster is going to send you to prison if you don't return that VHS. Listen. What was the movie? Runaway Bride. Nope. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The movie? I think the TV show unclear what's happening on vhs or dvd on vhs so it was a movie first yeah oh that's right it was a movie so yes the film sabrina the teenage witch uh i'll here we go buckle up okay um so uh a texas woman named karen mcbride recently found out that she was charged with a felony after not returning a vhs tape for over 20 years so 
she was a former resident of Oklahoma, um, and she was facing felony embezzlement charges for not returning Sabrina the Teenage Witch to a rental store in 1999. She had no idea about this, though, because she moved from... uh, she had moved to Texas, I think. Whatever. She moved out of the state yeah. of Oklahoma. Um, she learned about the charges in Cleveland County after she got married. Um, so she got married in Texas. She went to change her name. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we can't. You have a felony charge on your record for embezzlement. And she was like, excuse me? Um, so they they gave her a reference number. Told her to call a number. She did. And then according to the court documents in 2000, um, she was charged by Movie Place, uh, which was a video rental store. She was charged in March 2000 for felony embezzlement of rented property. The location, Movie Place, went out of business in 2008. She doesn't even remember renting this movie. And she thinks that it may have been her old roommate because her old roommate had, uh, like, I think they had a, they had a couple of kids so she's like i'm pretty sure they like just used my name or my card to rent this movie i had no idea that they rented it they just forgot to return it and now i've been a felon and she was like honestly and this part's kind of sad she's like this may have been the reason why she'd been like through the past 20 years she's been let go of a couple of jobs and didn't pass background checks because she had this felony charge on her record and she had no idea are you fucking kidding me? How long did it take us to find the motherfucking Unabomber? And meanwhile, yeah. this poor lady enjoying a beautiful story of a coming of mm-hmm. age witch, <laughs> unbeknownst to herself, yeah, is it basically uh, gets her life destroyed yeah. because of a felony charge of again that word embezzlement. Like, like yeah, I think there are things that need our attention more than people like that. Like, yep. The Unabomber, Ted Bundy. I know. Like, there are so many people out I'm there. I'm also like, that... how the fuck did? They, how were they able to like charge her with that? Like, also, it's so it's one of those things. I I think like libraries used to do this. Oh, I remember I had this happen when I was a kid. So if yeah. you, I remember I like went to try to check out a book when I was like 16 or something, and the Palmdale City yeah. Library was like, you owe us $36. And I was like, excuse me? They were like, you owe yeah. us $36 for these three books that you took out when you were like eight years yeah. old that you don't remember. If you pay yeah. us $36, then we're even. And I was like, I don't even have yeah. those books anymore, but sure, like, here's $36. Let me just like check yeah. out this book. Like, just knowing like, oh, I guess, I don't know, maybe in the state of California it's different, but, like, could they have charged yeah. me for felony? Like, that's wild. That's wild. Oh, uh, yeah. Wild. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I, I always thought it was nice of the library where, like, after a while of you keeping it, they just waive the late fees yeah. and, like, charge you for the price, the of, price the book, of the book, the yeah. cover price of the book. And I'm like, that's so sweet of them because if they had just kept charging late fees, they would have made so much more money. Absolutely. Which is probably why libraries are dying. Yo, hit me up. I can hit you up. I can give you a full (laughs) business managerial plan. The world will hate me, but save our libraries. Yeah. I think, unless I'm having a You said there was something about a wedding. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because she got married and she went to change her name oh, yeah, and yeah, couldn't yeah. um yeah. i will say the the charges are being the charges were dropped by cleveland county um but she still has to like work to get her case completely expunged off of her record which 
It's just stupid. Oh my so, God. I don't know. If you can, the next time you have to get a background check, ask for those results. See why, like, see what's up. Does something come back on your permanent record? Like, yeah. Holy shit. There is a permanent record. It exists. Yeah. They weren't lying to us. Yeah. It's out there. And apparently, if, uh, also, if you ever rented from Movie Place, definitely, definitely check your record because yeah. those motherfuckers oh, yeah. are ruthless. Uh,. <laughs> bitches damn yeah so that was my last one um yeah i did have another one that i just thought was kind of fun uh super quick the article is called pulling vodka from the air um my people yeah yeah your people our people (laughs) so there's a company um and it's like i think it's supposed to be like top tier or top shelf top tier top shelf vodka but there's um i think yeah they're called air company they convert co2 into ethanol um in the same way that plants use photosynthesis and initially the ethanol was going to be intended for other purposes but the pure it it was like such high purity that they decided to make premium spirits instead of course um so vodka is 75 dollars a bottle at high-end new york city bars so hopefully less expensive if you just buy it outright but um yeah, it's, uh, what is it called? That's literally the opposite of global warming. And yeah. they're using it to make booze. Yeah, like. Like everyone wins. Uh, yeah, I was like, this is a win-win situation. This is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I didn't see how much uh, CO remember they're pulling, how, but, or CO2. But remember how Colin was saying that, like, now mm-hmm. they're looking at reversing some of that CO2 content. Yeah. Um, Like, a lot of companies and scientists are in order to kind of try and revert, not just stop global warming but kind of reverse the effects of it Mm -hmm. and like like his concern was companies doing it for the wrong reasons doing it to somehow manipulate that resource then getting tax cuts all that but like these people just make it straight vodka i mean selling it for 75 dollars a bottle at new york city bars is like kind of a ripoff but also if you're willing to pay 75 dollars for a bottle of vodka in a new york city bar like that shit is on you You are not a victim in this situation. You made that choice. You were planning on spending $75 on vodka no matter what brand it was. Yeah. You knew what was happening. You knew what to expect. Even if you didn't, if you had seen that price and been like, oh, no, I can't do that. Like, Mm -hmm. no, no. You made the choice to go to that bar and spend that money. That's on you. But you know what? You're supporting the environmental, you know, charge to reverse global warming. So good for you. Yeah. So that was just a little piece of good news from the Good News Network. If you don't go to that site, if you're feeling kind of hopeless, I recommend going to that site. Is that John Krasinski's? I have no idea. No. Uh, John Krasinski does like a, or he did like a fake news show. Oh. Uh, He did like a a fake news show about all the good things going on in the world. Mm. And then people still hated on him. People were like, this is toxic (laughs) positivity. And he was like, there's just so much war in a pandemic and I just want people to feel good. So I'm going to feature like uplifting stories. And people were like, this is hurtful to our psychological well-being. There's always toxic positivity. And I was like, that's fine if you want to be miserable, but don't attack fucking Jim. (laughs) Yeah. Look at him I, with his adorable face and his floppy hair. How dare you? <laughs> How dare. Yeah, I think so Good News Network, I've checked it out a couple of times. I just yeah. I feel like if you are like there's got to be something good in the world, right? Like 
It's a pretty good site yeah. for that. Like, it, yeah. I don't know. I recommend checking it out if you're like, I swear to God, if everything is just totally miserable. Because <laughs> it is. Like, here's yeah. some good stuff that's going on in the world, too. Because it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's not. I feel like the good news isn't. Um, it, it's not the drama it's not the thing that's going to like mm-hmm. pull people's attention so you're not mm-hmm. going to hear about it it's going to be the thing that's very easy to get buried like one of the things mm-hmm. you know going back to uh what like with the the vodka thing like there are a lot of companies mm-hmm. that are looking into this and scientists have been looking into this for a long time of like how can we pull co2 from the atmosphere mm-hmm. and then turn it into something else like you turn mm-hmm. like use it to uh create cement or you know mm-hmm. Whatever, vodka, yeah. whatever it may be. Vodka. Um, which I think, you know, if you're, if you get really overwhelmed with what's going on in terms of the climate crisis, like, there are things out there that you can read about. Like, there's, um, mm-hmm. there's also a detergent company that's pulling CO2 from the atmosphere and then using it to make mm. their detergent. Like, there's Dope. all kinds of shit out there. So, yeah, I just think it's a nice way to, like... Yet again, another plug to move past your feeds and your stories and go out there and explore the world and see yeah. what's really going on. Yeah. I would also say, like, as much as I'm like, ah, oh, Twitter. I... Man, <laughs> fucking get off of Twitter sometimes. Like, I had to get off of it. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of stuff about um, if you go if you're on TikTok a lot, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, oh, God, do I have ADHD because of all of these TikTok videos mm-hmm. I'm seeing? Like oh man and so now there's a lot of discourse on twitter that's like oh all of these people thinking they're so quirky and have adhd no you don't you just have regular habits like everybody else and it Mm -hmm. so like there's this whole backlash and i understand it a little bit but i also think like adhd and and a lot of mental illnesses not just like adhd but that seems to be the one that's at the forefront like are severely underdiagnosed or misdiagnosed because the more we're learning about it, the more we realize it presents itself in a variety of ways. So mm-hmm. anyway, for myself, I was like, fuck Twitter for a while. Like y'all are making me feel bad. Um, and I, I don't know. It's so easy to get caught up in the, the jargon and, and the nonsense that you're just like, now I feel like trash. So if you want to mm-hmm. not feel like trash for a while, uh, good news network seems mm-hmm. pretty, pretty all right. Anyway. Yeah. And if you want to check out that fake news show that John Krasinski did, it's called some good news. Cute. Some yeah, good it's news. adorable. Aww, yeah. Adorable. I love that. I love that, that we started in a very dark place yeah. and then we found our way back to the light. Um, just another quick plug to call our hotline <laughs> and share your tales of hope and kindness and compassion. 707-892-0401. Mm, mm, do mm. we want to get to Recos of the Week? Yeah, let's do it. Recos of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> that sound. Hold on. Um, let me do it again. Uh, <clears throat> no. No, I think that I think the first one had a little soul. I uh, liked it. The last one felt like a little low energy, you know. So now I'm just coming oh. in intense. Oh, see, I thought it was oh. like romantic and gauzy. Okay, okay. okay. romantic okay. and gauzy. <laughs> yeah, like the new Taylor Swift album. <laughs> I, I, if the, if, 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 
if a feeling had an album or an album had a feeling like mm. that's that's the vibe you okay, know okay, you know okay. what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very specific cardigans wispy yeah. braids moss <laughs> moss mm. Mm, so tasty yeah, yeah. <laughs> just damp everything's damp <laughs> smells like that's dirt that's literally me all the time i sweat <laughs> like a bee oh same girl same i'm oh, oh. too tight okay Records of the week, of the week. um yeah yes. do you want to do you want to start it off hell yeah start it off? hell yeah my reco of the week is a TV show that just came out on HBO Max. Right. It is from yet another crush of mine. Amanda, I think, is so funny and so intelligent and just, I just love him so much. Michael Che has mm. a new sketch show. It is called That Damn Michael Che. <laughs> and the very first episode is on the police and police brutality. And the Ooh. also, he does such a great balancing act of just like poking fun at everyone and mm-hmm. being like, you're not focusing on the right things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think the teaser trailer that he's been showing on late night is like he's stuck in an elevator in his building with Cecily Strong and Cecily Strong plays this white woman who is like a self-proclaimed ally and the very Mm. first thing she says to him is like i'm so sorry and he thinks like maybe she farted and he's like no it's not and she's like no no i'm sorry for like what's going on in our world like black lives matter i'm an ally like the police are pigs and just like those conversations and it's like just so well done and i adore him and i think there are like six episodes they're all available on hbo max um, some really great SNL cameos, if if that's what you're into. But yeah, that damn Michael Che. Check it out. Support my my boo thing that doesn't know he's my boo thing. <laughs> I just Wait. he's just so smart and funny, and I yeah, love him. I was gonna so be like, much. does does Pete Davidson know? Oh, <laughs> I forgot they were colleagues. Whoa. Well, here's the thing: Pete Davidson is not a crush of mine. Oh, Pete okay, Davidson okay, okay. is the guy. That I would like get stoned and play video games with, and like we would mm-hmm. tell each other like our secrets and just like be homies. <laughs> Cute. Like that's yeah. Like okay. I would want to be a bro to Pete Davidson, but Michael Che, if he would ever have me, I would marry. <laughs> you I know, he's this. probably not interested and doesn't know who I am. But you never and know. someday, if if this ever surfaces, I probably will be so shy and embarrassed when you know. <laughs> You and I are doing our world tour, but you know, you know just gotta embrace it. Just lean it into it now. Yeah, Roll so that's it. my rec of the week. It's Amazing. funny, it's thoughtful, it attacks all the sides, and it's yeah, yeah, I love it. Nice, cool. Um, I'm gonna one day check out all these check things that I keep putting on my <laughs> list. Uh, <laughs> it's a long ass list. I know. Oh, Jesus. You should just take a week off of work and just do nothing but all, all of the things on that list. Dream. It's just watching. You'll TV. probably just end up scrolling through TikTok and Instagram for four hours a day. Oh, but... God. I hope not. I need to stop doing that. It's <laughs> yeah, overwhelming. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah. Uh, so, my recos of the week uh, are not like. Film, TV, book related. Um, cool. Unfortunately, didn't have a whole lot of time for that this week. Um, but super useful. Um, so my first one is abrathatfits.org, I believe. Ooh. Uh, abrathatfits.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this was created, I believe, by a bunch of, like, Reddit users um, that were part of, like, a Reddit subgroup 
uh, just like yeah. how the hell do you find a bra that fits? Um, I will say some of the measurements you have to do, it's a little like, might feel a little strange. Make sure you have yeah. like a measuring tape that like a soft measuring tape. Um, yeah. discovered I was wearing two cup sizes too small. So that's great. Yep. Um, yep. and that can like truly wearing a bra that doesn't fit right can lead to a lot of health mm-hmm. issues. So go check that out. It's super helpful. Um, so there's that. Just plug in that. Yeah. Booby health. No, I love that. It, I recently, I recently measured myself and mm-hmm. found out that I as well was wearing a bra that was a band too big and two cups too small. Yeah. And it is a game changer yep. when you actually get your right sizing. And like, yes, the health benefits, but also like we all fucking hate bras because they're annoying, but yeah. maybe they don't have to be that annoying if they fit. Yeah. If you are interested in seeing this in action, Busy Phillips, back when she did Busy Phillips tonight mm-hmm. when she had her show, she did a segment where her, Shantira, and someone else, I forget who, but they basically go to a lingerie store and get fitted for bras yeah. and get measured. And all of them were like, fuck, like I was totally yeah. off. Everything. Do you remember if it was Jeanette's? Um, let me look it up. Okay. There's, I believe it's called Jeanette's. Uh, there's a lingerie store in Los Angeles that's like, known for their fitting experience like basically you go in they look at you and they're like here's what i think Mm -hmm. you are they put you in the bra and then they take your measurements and they just like mess around with it and so many people are like i swear to god i won't be buying bras Mm -hmm. anywhere else like it's so wild how different my sizing was and i found i can't remember i can never remember their handles but um i found this site through a tiktoker and i will try to find like her videos and post it to our account mm-hmm. um but truly enlightening and i was just like son of yeah. a all right cool that explains yeah. so much great so that's that's one um yeah. and then are you still oh you're still looking up Jeanette's. it was Jeanette. sorry oh dope awesome mm-hmm. um yeah i was like i wonder if it's that one uh so my other recommendation is more just like a tip. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything. But like mm-hmm. if you, so here's my recommendation, my main one for the week. Um, if you have an impulse to be kind, follow it. Yes. I think, and I know I do this to myself. I'll get in my head sometimes. I'm like, oh, like I think that would be nice, but like that might be kind of weird or whatever. And it could be as simple as like just telling somebody like, Oh my god, I really like I really love your shoes. Those are so cool. Mm-hmm. Um your your uh like your makeup looks amazing. You know, it, it could be something as simple as that. It could be like buying a stranger a cup of coffee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like just whatever that little impulse is to just do one thing that might be kind, like follow it. Mm-hmm. Um I think especially with everything going on and like how mm-hmm. fucking difficult this past year and a half has been for everybody. Honestly, mm-hmm. the past like five years if you really take a step back. I yeah. think I don't know, if there's any way to just like spread a little bit of compassion and kindness, do it. Don't question yourself. Just do it. Yeah. Just see what happens. Yeah. Follow I the think dopamine. That's amazing. Follow the dopamine. That's amazing. I feel like that should be rec of the week every week. Just like lean into kindness and and spread it around. Kindness ripple. I'll find a better name for it. But (laughs) and then share your stories with us to be featured on the PE 707-892-0401. Leave us a voicemail with your 
moments of kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for being here. We'll talk to you next week. Well, Lex will talk to you next week. I will be here. Yeah. Julia's going to be on a little vacation. My sister-in-law's birthday. Happy birthday, Carrie. Happy birthday, Carrie. I think I think I've met you once (laughs) a long time ago. She's amazing. Yeah. She's she's delightful. So the whole family's getting together. That's exciting. And Lex is going to have an amazing guest with her. Yeah, he's all right. No, I'm kidding. He's lovely. (laughs) We've talked about him so much on this pod, and so I'm I'm so happy that y'all are finally going to get to meet Jose. Um, and I'm really excited for that conversation and yeah. I'm really excited to actually like be a listener of that yeah. conversation, like be a and e listener and see what that's like. Aha. I mean, I know I do listen to our episodes, but I also like participate and edit and it's just like so different when you don't mm-hmm. have to hear your own voice <laughs> and all your weird mouth sounds <laughs> and like not you know what to, to do with your hands. You just my weird mouth sounds and Jose's. It'll be fine. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, on that note, (laughs) on that note, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs) So, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Peony, where we believe that culture informs all that we do and art can truly be anything. If you like this episode please leave us a review rate us tell all your friends to subscribe follow download we'll be back next week with a brand new episode talk to you soon